Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the love ladies right here on this beautiful Saturday morning on The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and I am so grateful that you have joined us this morning. You are in for an absolute blessing today, my friends. Uh, uh, the title of our program today is Counselor, Coach, and Overcomer. Oh, I tell you what, buckle your seatbelts, friends, because it's going to be a great, great morning spent with you. Of course, I have our beautiful co-hosts in studio today, Kathy Endebrock and Marlene McMichael. Good morning, Kathy. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Coach Carrie, Marlene, it's great to be with you. I'm so excited about this special guest that we have to share with you today, friends. You know, we Carrie, Coach Carrie and Marlene and I love our time with you each week. It's We love this hour that we get to spend together, not only us being together, but being able to uh, just have the privilege of embracing God's word and sharing it with you, sharing truth and encouragement with you each Saturday. And uh, friends, I tell you, how is your Saturday? I hope that you've enjoyed some time in the sunshine this week, and that is the S.O. And shine the light of Jesus. He loves you, friends, and he is pursuing your heart today. And we're going to be sharing with you a very special friend uh, who has given her whole heart to Jesus, and he's just done amazing, amazing things with it and through her. Marlene, I'm. Are you as excited as I am to be with everyone today? I am. It's um, it's been a great week. I'm very excited about this program and our guest, and uh, and just honored to be in her presence. And so I would like to. You know, just give out our key verse today, and it is this. But now, this is what the Lord says. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, and this comes from Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. That's a beautiful verse, and it's mm. so ap- applicable to today. It's so vivid. Amen. <laughs> so vivid and so amazing. Well, Kathy, uh, just quickly before we introduce our guests, what's been going on in your world this week? Uh, well, you know, this is kind of funny. I feel a little bit ridiculous saying this, but I've put away all my white pants, oh, all my, my white stars. shoes. I've pulled out all my brown pants. <laughs> I've pulled out all my closed-toed shoes. And, you know, I don't know, even sometimes when the weather doesn't tell me that it's changing, I just know that that God has established the seasons, and I just want to put on the warmer colors of autumn and just embrace what God is going to do in this unique season. So, you know, Eric kind of rolls his eyes. It's almost like a little ceremonial tradition as I'm going through and doing this, but it's a little bit ridiculous, but it just prepares my heart for what God has ahead. You're so funny. I feel like... I feel like I'm at uh, my my great grandmother's house, Kathy. When you say that, <laughs> no, I love it. I love it though. I mean, I found a a leaf on the ground yesterday, and I was dancing around, telling my husband that it was fall. It was fall, you know. So I understand. I get it. I get it. Well, friends, I just um, I know you guys have been in such prayer for my sweet son over the last um, almost year uh, with his uh, terrible knee injury. Well, you know, we were celebrating um, his recovery and. Uh, he has, in fact, injured his other knee just recently. So we're waiting for the results. So if you could just please uh, keep him in prayer. Um, I I sure would appreciate it. I know you're a, a praying group, so we would definitely covet your prayers there. And Marlene, you've had a big, big uh, occurrence in your world this week. We have, yes. <laughs> um, a, the extended family, you know, I just have one daughter, and, and she has uh, no grandchildren yet. And so um, for me. In other words, she has Correct. no children, <laughs> but she has her dog, Yofi. I call him King Yofi. And Yofi is actually a Hebrew word, which means beautiful or, or good, you oh. know. And so, and it's very common, uh, you know, to hear Israelis say, how you doing? And they go, Yofi. Oh. Well, so that's who Yofi is. Well, Yofi is this, uh, you know, he's an Aussie doodle. And, you know, first time I keep him where she's gone to a conference, um, I failed as grandma, and Yofi jumped the fence and 
ran off, and uh, he got scared to his defense. But uh, so now this week, Yofi's been through many, many weeks of um, training and schooling, and he is now a certified uh, therapy dog. And so we, he's graduate. You know, he has a diploma and a ribbon and everything, and so we're very excited about that. He really that. is King Yofi He now. is King Yofi. <laughs> well, God I is going to use his little servant heart to oh. go and help others. I love that. A little therapy dog. We, well, sh- go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, friends, we have some therapy for your heart today. Yes. Uh, just an incredible um, servant. We have a very special guest with us. It is June Hunt. She is founder and CSO, and that is Chief Servant Officer of Hope for the Heart Ministries, which is a worldwide biblical counseling ministry, which he founded in 1986. And this same ministry now offers biblical hope and practical help in more than 60 countries across six continents. Mm. That just blows my mind. She is also a best-selling author an accomplished singer, and an international speaker. And her life work has yielded landmark contributions in the field of Christian counseling. Friends, just get ready to be counseled and encouraged today. I'm telling you, this gal is just amazing. And what I love so much is that God grew June's compassionate heart as she was shaped by early family pain, very, very difficult uh, childhood circumstances. And so she has, has used that and has pursued a lifelong commitment to provide God's truth for today's problems. And she does this from a very educated background as well. As God grew her heart, he grew her mind. And after years of teaching and research, June developed Counseling Through the Bible, which is a scripturally-based counseling course addressing 100 topics. So, friends, no one is left out. I Mm -hmm. promise you, you will fall somewhere within this 100 topics, such as marriage, parenting and boundaries, anger, addiction, and abuse depression, stress, and suicide. Friends, I know some of us just hear ourselves in those words. Some of us are right there. And -hmm. these resources that June developed grew to become the 100-topic Biblical Counseling Library, which helps people move from wrong thinking to right thinking, from wrong living to right living. And this woman, she is always on the go, whether she is a guest professor at colleges and seminaries or as a conference or broadcast speaker. June is just grateful for every opportunity to share the hope of Christ, both nationally and internationally. And just as you would guess, uh, you know, Coach Carrie and Marlene, June has received numerous awards, accolades in broadcasting, ministry, leadership, and writing. And her passion that fuels all of this is her joy in seeing a life changed through Christ. And friends, we have something very special for you because June is going to be teaching a full one-day symposium on loneliness titled From Longing to Belonging this this September 29th. All of our listening friends can uh, can attend that, and we are going to share more with you about that in a a bit. Well, uh, June Hunt, welcome to Love Talk. It's a joy to have you with us. I think you all are wonderful. I think <laughs> your team, your little family, I think you're delightful. Thank you. Oh, thank oh, you, June. Thank you. Well, we have some questions for you, and we're just going to throw you straight into the hot seat with a question that our beautiful uh, founder of Love Talk, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, would always ask every single one of our guests when they would come onto the program. And, Carrie, I know that you have that ready for us. I do. I love asking this question, June. Um, your your story is um, incredible, and I've heard you tell it a few times, but I'd love if you would just – Give our listeners a little picture of how you came to know that Jesus loves you. You know, that's phrased in an unusual way. Right. Yes. Uh, I I was not raised with the Bible. Mm -hmm. I was in a mainline denomination. Uh, No Bible, though. And it's stunning that you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're missing if you don't have any idea. Mm -hmm. And then I got around um, some people who had, they had something. I wanted what they had. Didn't know what it was. I thought, oh, my goodness. They have information. Clearly, they had. They could take a Bible and open it up and no, and, and no tabs. And how, how do you know where you're going? <laughs> and so I'm in, in high school at this point, and I began to live for Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my complication was... Um, 
my dad had three families going on concurrently. And um, we were the third family. And so I grew up with a fictitious last name. I was June Wright uh, for mm. uh, 13 years. Mm. And um, uh, eventually my parents married after my father's first wife died. And, and um, But he was cruel and harsh. And I hated, I hated him because I hated how he treated my mother. I was trying to be her protector. I didn't know how. I mean, I did my best. Um, I confronted him about his women, and I was beaten, and only once. But we, you don't ever forget that. Mm-hmm. And, and just, you know, I, I, I remember thinking, how, how could this God of love I'm beginning to hear about when I'm um, basically a junior in high school, how, how could a God of love allow one person to cause so much pain? Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't verbal, by the way. I, I, that it was decades before I ever shared anything about my, my family background and all this that I'm saying now. But what happened was, I wanted what they had, and they. I was hearing school. Uh, uh, well, the, the students say, "June, uh, Christianity is not a religion; it's a relationship." With Christ, and I thought, but it is a religion. Why would they say that? But I mm-hmm. confronted no one. I didn't know how to talk, and and so then um, finally, uh, I asked uh, a, a teacher. I, I couldn't believe I, for the first time, heard teaching from the Bible. Actually, actually from the Bible in power, and I I began to live for Sundays, and and then there was youth camp, and I thought youth camp, and I was told it'd be fun. So I I thought, what do I do? I don't, so I've got some itching powder thinking maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. so yeah, but um and I ended up not using the itching powder there, but uh, good choice. <laughs> I went to this teacher and I said, How can I know if I'm a Christian? I think I am. And she said, Well, Jim, I can't know your heart as God knows your heart. If you're not a Christian, would you be willing to do whatever God would want you to do to become a Christian? Wow. What did that mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I didn't know how to answer the question. And I thought, well, I had seen now people walk down an aisle. And they all these people were saying they received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And just words like that. And I thought, but, but what if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. What if I were to do that and it doesn't work? But I'm analytical. I'm math. Math makes sense to me, not to everybody. <laughs> but it makes sense. It, uh, I'm logical, rational, so I thought, well, what if it doesn't work? Well, hmm. okay, then it just doesn't work. But what if it would have worked? And yet I refused. Mm. Then I wouldn't be able to have what they, all these, not all, but the youth that I was looking at and seeing their lives, they had a wellspring of depth. That's why I finally learned, I, I think, I, I'll just write, they have a wellspring of depth that I've never seen before. And so finally, <clears throat> based on, I, I, I would love to say it was faith, but it, I don't, I know you're supposed to have faith as big as a mustard seed, but maybe I had an eighteenth of a mustard <laughs> seed. And, and um, my, my, my faith was they, all these people telling me about Jesus and how I could have a relationship with him. So I thought, well, I'll just give it a try. And I did pray a prayer of salvation. And uh, I wondered, well, will I see um, a lightning bolt or a burning bush? Because I'm I'm learning these things in the Bible. And there was not any lightning bolt that I saw. Um, What I saw was earlier I hated my father. And I still, at that point, still hated him. And forgiveness couldn't make sense. I mean, that, that can't be right because... You're just letting somebody off the hook, and but I, my mother, <clears throat> one day, uh, June. I'm gonna. I am just. I know that our friends are gonna want to hear this. How you went from a place from hate to what did God do with all of that, and what did He do with that relative to your mom and friends? We're gonna have to go to. Uh, a break. It will be a brief break where you hear from our beautiful, wonderful sponsors who keep Love Talk on the air each week. And we are going to be back with June Hunt, 
Friends, you're going to one. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You found the love ladies here with our very special guest, June Hunt, today. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater in studio with Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Oh, and we are just so blessed today to have June Hunt with us. She is the founder and chief servant officer of Hope for the Heart Ministries, which you can find very easily on the big World Wide Web, um, Hope for the Heart Ministries. So many wonderful free tools there um, to to just get direction, biblical counseling through the Bible. Um, I spent quite a bit of time perusing that website this week, preparing for this program, Hope for the Heart Ministries. Now, June, we have just heard this incredible account of how you just are self-described logical, and I can identify with this very, very well. My daughter is exactly the same way. Logical, reasoning, uh, give me the facts, let me solve the problem, right? And um, you are very much like that. It wasn't about feelings for you. As you looked at the people around you, you said, I absolutely see something different in these people that are teaching the Bible, the adults and the students, logically, how did they get there? Let me reason this out. And so you're observing, you're starting to ask questions because you were very introverted. You did not speak a lot, uh, definitely didn't show your emotions a lot, uh, but you started to see something different. And you ask your mother a question, you do, you you still had this loathing for your father because of just uh, the way he was conducting his life and it had put three families through horrific things. And you were about to tell us the story about your mom. What happened? Well, he had just um, sliced her and diced her in terms of verbal mm. abuse. And, and I, I just had to hold my tongue. Uh, but then when he left, I said, Mom, how can you be so nice to him? I remember I had clenched teeth. Mm. How can you be so nice to him? Mm. She said, oh, honey, he doesn't know the Lord. If he only knew the Lord, he wouldn't be that way. Oh, wow. Wow. You see, I was focusing on his fault. She focused on his need. Oh, wow. I, mm. And it's like, oh, and by the way, I remember after being sent away and sent away to boarding school following the beating I had and then sent away to camp. I hated being sent away. And so I definitely wasn't going to confront him. And I didn't know how to confront anybody because I never saw healthy confrontation. I never saw resolution or anything. Mm. Everything dictatorship. And so then I thought, you know, so I I, I tried the if looks could kill I, my eyes. I just got to let him know how wrong he is. And you can imagine how effective I was. <laughs> my, 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 my daggered eyes. You know. um, but I thought I was doing something in behalf of my mom. And um, there were people now in this church, women who got around my mother, and they just, it was precious. And I began to watch her blossom, change, you know, it was just incredible. And they were biblically based, and they adored her. And, and so I'm, I'm hearing her say, you know, he needs a changed life. And I immediately got it. In mm. fact... If it hadn't been for that, I just, I, w- I don't think I would have understand the heart of, don't focus on the fault, focus on the need. Because my dad needed to change life, but I also needed to change life mm. in other areas. Yes, I had come to Christ. And I knew with the solid teaching I was getting, I just poured truth into, uh, God poured truth into my mind. And I promise, I didn't do it. I know, I mean, I I didn't change me. The Lord changed me. And so what I can tell you is I began to think, but I don't understand. Okay, the Bible 
says love your enemies, that's not practical. <laughs> that's not that's not rational. People can't love their enemies. Well, then I finally learned that the word love means not it's agape love. It's not emotional Valentine's love. That agape love is not based on emotion. It's based on devotion. It's being devoted to do whatever is in the best interest of the other person. Mm. And so I remember, I thought, what could I do that is loving toward my dad? Uh, and I thought, well, he's always misplacing this um, uh, a, a, a dress book, a fat red dress book. And he'll yell out, where's my dress book? Where's my dress book? And, <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to find it. So I, I sure enough, that, that, you know, could be in the library, could be in bedroom it, I found it in the bedroom so, so that if he asked I would know where it was and sure enough at dinner where's my address book I said I know where it is dad I'll go get it and I just slid out of the chair got it and just put it by his side and sat back down he looked like what what's happened here felt <laughs> <laughs> like his teeth had fallen out but he, he didn't have ball teeth right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what and and he didn't say anything, but he was he's a pres he was a president of a company and so he had many times was calling people at night and all these things. And and I began to look at him differently. He needed a changed life. Mm -hmm. And uh there was a time when I did uh, present um how to come into a relationship with Christ, but he, he said the Muslims are good people. Go back and do your homework. Sure, I will. And I was twenty, probably twenty-five at that time. And um, uh, then it was his birthday, and I made sure I could. I was speaking in Florida, and, and I thought I've got to get back. And it was late, late, later at night that I got in. And uh, I, he always liked for me to sing, so I sang one song to him uh, for his birthday, and then uh, he. I, I thought, let me just try again. And so I just presented how to come into a life-changing relationship with Christ. And to my surprise, he asked, would you like to pray this prayer? And he said, yes. And, um, and I walked out of the room and I said, Mom, uh, let me just tell you what's happened. I, I just, but I don't know if it's real. Uh, mm. I did pray the prayer of salvation. And I, but I, I, I'm, I'm not a notch in the belt. Oh, let's see how many. It's not numbers. It's change lives. That's mm -hmm. the issue. And he, she said, Oh, honey, so many people have tried with your dad. Billy Graham has tried. Uh, but, uh, three days ago, there was someone on our front porch. A man was trying to present, uh, Jesus to him and he cut him off. Um, Dad cut him off and said, "If anybody's going to uh, speak to my to me about spiritual things, it will be my daughter June." Mm. I've never heard any of this, wow. and, and and so she said, "If he was willing to do that, I am confident. Yes, if he did it with you, then this is the first time, and I'm sure it is real." So wow. you know, wow. I, I just don't assume because I, I had said. He will never change. I had said, I know he will never come to Christ. I really believe that. Um, but I was wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. an amazing story. I just, uh, I love it. Wow. I love it. Wow. I just, I am so focused on what you said that so many times we focus on the faults instead of focusing on the need. And that can change lives because people get so beat down when we continue to focus on the faults, right? I mean, they just feel like they can't do anything right. But when we focus on the need, the need for love, acceptance, the need for Jesus, um, wow, that's uh, really impactful, June. Thank you so much for that beautiful. Well, we've all blown it. The Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray. Yeah. Uh, it has turned our own way. Um, and so everyone knows what it's like to need to change in certain areas. And so we're not better than anybody else. It's just right. we are blessed that 
God wants us to have a relationship with him. And Jesus did something concretely that we can humble our hearts and receive him as our personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of our lives. And that's the key. It's not knowing. See, I did believe Jesus existed. I I did. Uh, I didn't know anything about the Bible, but I, I, my my pages were all stuck together because they've never been opened. Kids <laughs> <laughs> like to sit by me at that time. They like, oh, but look at the Bible, and theirs were tattered and torn, you know, highlighted, and mine was just pristine. Because, but I, I didn't know anything about having a relationship with God through Christ, and yet that's what He offers every one of us. So I know what it's like to, I don't assume people are Christians, even if when they tell me they are. I just listen and I discern, and if we need to go there, we go there. But mm-hmm. no, and, and, and people, some have never been told, you know, has, and I ask this question, has there ever been a time in your life where you know you've humbled your heart and received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of your life? Or is that something you would like to do? Mm. Many will say, I haven't done that. Yes, I would like to do that. And because I just know for me, I didn't know. I didn't know the scripture, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. I didn't know the word Lord meant master, ruler, owner. It uh, The demons believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So does so does uh, the enemy of God. And so it's wow. not just believing that he existed, but have we allowed him to come into our lives to literally take control of our lives? And he will fulfill his purpose for us. And we can't possibly accomplish what he can accomplish in us, to us, and through us. You know, June, when you when you talk about your con- the conversations that you've had with others, there have been thousands of conversations because when you began radio 27 years ago, you spoke about topics that no one else would 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 speak about: uh, physical and verbal abuse, sexual addiction, depression fear, drug addiction. And one of the things that I so love is that you understood that somehow um, in the nighttime hours that hopelessness was amplified in that darkness. And so you chose to stay up and step out and step into those dark nighttime hours by hosting a one-hour call-in nighttime radio program, which is still going today, Hope in the Night. Mm-hmm. And um, Hope in the Night airs on hundreds of radio stations from coast to coast and internationally. And funny enough, it actually airs on our same radio station here, The Bridge Austin, Monday through Friday at 11 p.m. to midnight. And I I know that you must have just so many favorite guest callers, but would there be one story that you could briefly share with us where you saw God's work so exceed every expectation that you had that at the end of the night you just had to catch your breath? Uh, Early, early, early on. uh, That question, uh, I was told there's a satanic priest calling, and I said, I don't think so. <laughs> and and the call screener, um, he, uh, my my co-host, he said, no, I'm I'm sure that this is real. And so I thought, I, you know, don't know. It, well, it ended up that yes, uh, he was satanic, satanic priest, and his parents would not allow him to have contact with a his his younger brother. And that's what he was calling about. He was really wanting access. What can I do to get access to my brother? Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, it's an incredible story that is um, most unique. Uh, I said, what caused you to have put your confidence in not God at all? And he said, well, we back, I grew up where we backed up backyard backed up to a, a witch's backyard and there were children there he said that's when I saw power mm. I saw power. and I said what made you discount the power of God he said well uh, I was a diabetic and um, my parents prayed and they and I wasn't healed 
I said, so you think the equation is you pray um, and you name and you claim the healing and then you should, in the name of Jesus, be healed. He said, yes. I said, is that what your church taught? And they, he said, yes. And sure enough, uh, I said, well, I said, would you say the Apostle Paul had faith? Would, would you call him a man of faith? Because apparently, see, he'd been raised in the church. And so he said, yes, I would say that. He said, well, he prayed three times that the thorn in his flesh would be removed. And it wasn't removed, but it explained why God allowed that to keep him from being conceited. And so I thought I better, instead of going to salvation, I needed to go to what was the stumbling block. And that's what I many times do, find out what is the stumbling block. And once I did that, it's like, oh, I said, well, the, what the, the Bible doesn't teach, name it, claim it, and get it. But it does communicate that we at times will have a a malady of some kind and we are not healed but the lord in invades our life if we allow him to come in so the bottom line of the conversation was fascinating um uh i said is there is there a stumbling block keeping you now from coming to christ and he said yes my wife um i think she would leave me i said why do you think that because she's in the hierarchy and I said, well, she might, but she might not. You don't know. And so he ended up praying that prayer. And then he called five days later. And he said, uh, he didn't know what to do because he had gone back to the church that he was in. And uh, he, they, he, he said, uh, uh, it, I mean, it, it was so bizarre what he was being told. Well, no, it wasn't bizarre. It's just. Uh, it was, uh, this is what some people say that are wrong, uh, and that he had to divorce his wife. And I oh. said, no, you don't divorce your wife. Uh, he, he said, did, did he use the scripture, don't be unequally yoked? He said, yeah, the pastor said that. But I said, you're already there. In First Corinthians 7, you are to live in a way that will make her desire the Lord Jesus Christ. And so... I thought I've got to get to this man a a where he was living um, a a solid church and sure enough I end up finding a church that was very near I call him on the phone and I said hi, during the day and I thought he won't be there but he answered and I said hi uh, this is June Hunt from uh, and I hope for the heart and and so he ended up um, saying would would you pray for my remodeling in my house and I thought <laughs> I, I, I said well I can do that I said but I want to tell you so I tell him about this church he said well it's just that's only about six minutes away from my home a solid biblically based church and uh, and then he said at the end now would you be sure to pray for my remodeling I said well what do you need remodeled I was thinking about porch or whatever he said what's well, this huge altar in my home and I don't, and I, I had chills. I said, yes, you do need to have that removed. Wow. And his wife, by the way, did leave him. But I, I, the, the point is, he had a transformed life. And, you know, and I hear, I'm thinking, I don't think it's possible that we, he'd really be a satanic priest. But later, periodically, I would have someone who would be in a satanic cult or be and it's and it's precious to know that they can be life life changed jesus changes them inside out mm -hmm. and i think that was the most extraordinary of of to answer your question very specifically uh because i was following up and everything and boy you know he and oh he was a lawyer and uh he um because I said, what do you do? He said, well, I'm a lawyer. And so I thought, well, as a satanic priest, that might be, that would be his mindset. But but I think no matter what, he he was a child. He became a child of God. Well, June, and, you know, it just fits perfectly with what you've said so many times wrapped around Romans 12, 2, that a changed mind produces a changed heart. And a changed heart 
produces a changed life. There is no other uh, change that I've seen more profound in someone's life than when they come to the saving grace and love of Jesus Christ. It's, it's, um, it's, like you said, it's it's shocking. I don't know why we're so shocked by it still, but we are because we just are so it's a glorious shock, right? Um what you know, this is a very hard question um as we have uh, about 4 minutes before break, but what do you believe is maybe one of the most critical issues that Americans need to change kind of I guess in their mind about about today, as we as we're talking about this changed mind, changed heart mentality. Literally, two days ago, my niece, um, who was raised for quite a period of time by a stepfather, uh, who you know he's he's definitely. I won't say his name, but he was the second most frequent guest on Oprah. And um, But he is one who had said to me, oh, June, you really don't believe Jesus was real. And I said, yes, I do. Uh, and I said, what do you do with, uh, so I just went on and asked, what, just, I'm interested, what do you do with what is purported that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life? No one comes to the Father through, but through me. And he said, well, uh, th- th- that, would, that would be true. I said, would you consider that quite limiting? And no, love is the truth. L- love is the way. I said, oh, so you're saying it's not Jesus himself. It's the concept of love. He said, yes. So, and then my niece was saying he, he is always de- he had mythified. Jesus is a myth. Mm. And since a man with a doctorate who's taught a, on a seminary level, not not a biblically based seminary, but I mean, and his he's has sold millions of books. So the issue is um, this brother-in-law. We, you know, he he we were like this, and I just I just tried to figure out how can I, and I I was not responsible for any change, but all of a sudden. This is the first time he now believes Jesus was actually real. Now that's an, a step in the right direction, but um, and but Roman historians, Jewish historians have said that you know that you can look that yes there was a Jesus and all, but I think the issue is the greatest need is to have a humbled heart and receive him as Lord and Savior, Master, Ruler, Owner. He's the one who changes us inside out. In fact, you know, I, I love, he, he, the Bible says, I will give you a new heart. I will put my spirit in you. Um, I will remove your heart of stone. I'll give you, so, so it's like he literally gives us a changed heart. The, the first heart transplant would be reported there in Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27. It's a heart transplant. Then it's like dominoes. If we are right with God and he is, the Lord Jesus Christ is in us. By, and I see, I didn't know that. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. I didn't know a scripture. And so once I understand, oh, he will come in. It's Christ in you. And then he who is all powerful knows how to change us in any area if we are stuck. And all of us have had have been stuck in an area where we don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, when you talk about being stuck, one of the things that I love you say, you say there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless and that there truly are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Well, friends, we have to go to break. We're going to hear from our amazing sponsors who keep Love Talk on the air faithfully these last 37 years. And we're going to hear more from June Hunt. Um 
she's going to be speaking locally for all of our listeners and so excited the this opportunity that you have to be able to stream in or go and listen live to a symposium that she's going to be teaching on loneliness from longing to belonging. We're going to hear more from her right after this. Stay with us. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. And we are talking with June Hunt today, counselor, coach, and overcomer. And friends, you have a unique opportunity because June is going to be speaking this September 29th through October 1st um, at the International Christian Coaches Institute. They have a conference coming up in Allen, Texas. And I'll tell you personally, I'm just so looking forward to this conference. I'm going to be streaming in. I don't get to be live, but friends, you can attend live. And I just encourage our listeners uh, to get online and organize to go to this conference, either in person or live stream. Anyone can come. You do not have to be a member of the International Christian Coaches Institute. You can be looking for a word of encouragement. You can be looking for that life change that we've been speaking about today, friends. And June, I want to ask you this because you are going to be personally leading a full one-day symposium. Um, attendees are going to get to spend six hours with you, and you have chosen a very unique topic. You're going to be speaking on loneliness from longing to belonging. Can you share with us, June, a little bit about why you selected this particular topic to teach on and maybe a little bit about the International Christian Coaches Institute? Well, why I was asked is someone said, June, you really need to do this for this audience. And uh, and now, now think about it. What did God say? What was the most, what, what's the first time God said it's not good? This is not good. Was it um, rebelling against him? You know, you, we could go, you know, a million answers figuratively. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm. And and so his solution: I will make a helper. I will be. I'm going to provide someone for Adam. And there are people who live in a way like Lone Rangers. Um, they, and there, there can be reasons why. There can be horrible betrayal, especially in, in younger years. And people are, are stuck with, uh, at times thinking, I don't, I don't have the ability to trust anyone there there are all kinds of reasons but the main thing is if god tells us that and, and and look at jesus jesus was god he is god and yet he had endeared relationships here's a family uh a brother and two sisters mary martha lazarus uh endeared relationships and he also had Peter, James, and John, uh, kind of the A A ring of the disciples. And he poured time into those relationships. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm moving from teacher. I'm friend. I'm friend. And, and it, we see language that Jesus was uh, filled with compassion. He, his focus wasn't focusing on the wrong, as we've talked about. Uh, here's this woman caught in adultery. You know, it, instead, you know, he says to those ready to stone her, uh, for her adultery, uh, whoever here is without sin, you cast the first stone. And they were all ready, you know, just for the first one, and then they were gonna pile on. And then the wisest of the, the older ones dropped their stones to the ground and walked away um I, I think that's the point is jesus looks beyond the faults he's the need and we can we're built to be able to have relationships that can be encouraging to, to just focus on what do you see that this person is 
good at. Encourage him. In fact, I love the scripture. Encourage one another and build each other up. Not discourage one another and tear each other down. And there are some people who are very gifted at having a critical spirit. But, you know, if we're a fault finder, consider this. Fault finders seldom find anything else. Why? Because they're not focusing on encouraging. They're focusing on the fault. And so if we're focusing on the fault, we're missing the point of being all that God created us to be. He intends us to encourage one another and build each other up. So um, I would love for people to come to uh, any part of whatever. or be, Just be exposed to what we're doing, whether it's uh, um, the hot topics that I'll be doing. They can zoom in on that. It's uh, you can contact Hope of the Heart for it's like Hope of the Heart dot org events and and the ICCI. You know, it's interesting. There are people who find I don't want to be a counselor. I want to be a coach. And we have material both ways. Uh, You think, well, what's the difference? A counselor typically goes back, and I typically ask, what was it like for you growing up? That is a classic question because I learned so much. And then but and then it can be to correct wrong thinking. Or a coach, think about a football coach or a sports coach or whatever, uh, athletic coach. They just have typically, if we talk about the youth population, they have whatever they got. It's not like they're – qualifications and and so it's like okay maybe we need to change the trajectory of the ball being thrown whether it's the baseball the football um or or it it it's it's helping that athlete to be the maximum that can be so the one the counseling is helping them become whole and but then the the coaching looks at the potential for the future also but many times needing to correct what isn't working and not and so whatever and so we have all these different kinds of coaches there are marriage coaches a lot of counselors are becoming today coaches because it's an unregulated field and there are those who are being by because of politics that are being limited in their counseling practices. They, they're not allowed to speak the truth of what they know biblically uh, because it's, it's out of, um, it's not politically correct. That's, that's sad. But so many have said, but I, I'm going to be a life coach instead. And so we teach them there also. They can learn uh, through those who have a forte of helping people who are counselors to become coaches. So those are just some thoughts uh, in regard to the ICCI. The, the you know, a person doesn't have to be a part of ICCI, International Christian Coaching Association. Uh, uh, Association Institute. Institute, Institute sorry, <laughs> uh, it's new. It's, it's yeah. really uh, we're we're new, but um, we have um, a number of people that are going to be in person as well as online. Uh, but um, I think I'm one who said, God, um, when I finally, uh, a man came to me and said, what is your purpose in life? I said, I just want to do whatever God wants me to do. And I, that was the wrong answer, I could tell. So he asked <laughs> again, and I gave the same answer. He said, well, what gives you greatest joy? He said, Let, let's talk about that. What, what brings you the most happiness? I went, oh, it's it's sharing if I share something and I see it turns the light bulb on, I am I, I it wouldn't matter if it's it's not a thousand people, one thousand no, one person. I am just overjoyed. And I thought, hmm, but if that is so it my, my purpose became to be to share the positive message of Jesus and his word with the maximum number of people possible. But I thought, but if I'm doing that, this is in my twenties, I thought but I'm going to have to learn to be wise because mm-hmm. I, there's so much I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I said, God, please enable me. So I have an inner purpose to gain as much wisdom as I humanly could. And then the outer wisdom would be uh, manifested. Uh, and so I, I 
chose to go to as many like conferences that would be uh, had to be discerning to go to that which would be biblical and practical. So that's what we are. We're biblical hope and practical help at Hope for the Heart. I love that. Biblical hope and practical help. Mm-hmm. And friends, you can find out more about the, uh, the International Christian Coaches Institute, the conference, uh, and, um, June's speaking on loneliness, as well as June mentioned these hot topics. If you go for hopefortheheart.org, you'll see right across the top, it says check out our fall events. And if you just click on that red bar, check out our fall events, and scroll down, you will see that symposium on loneliness. And if you scroll down a little bit further, you'll see um, the InFocus and Empowered ICCI Conference. And a little bit further still, all about those hot topics that June is going to be speaking on. June, we have so loved having you on the program. And we also wanted to mention that 800 number for hope in the night, uh, for any of our callers who are up late at night and you think, I, I want to talk, uh, to June, there's something I would like counsel on. You can call it 1-800-644-4817. That's 1-800-644-4817. You can actually even call that number now and leave a message about what you would like to talk about and someone will get back to you. We have had a, just a beautiful time. June, thank you so much for joining us today. I love being with you all. I think you all are a great team. I, I, want, to, I want to be with your team sometime. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can be an honorary love lady, June. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we are just so grateful that you have joined us today. Friends, um, we love you so much. You know that you can find us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio. You can find us on your favorite podcast at Love Talk, all one word. And you can go back and listen to this interview with June Hunt as many times, and you can share it with your friends as well. We love you so much. For Kathy Endebrock, Marlene McMichael, our special guest, June Hunt, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. We'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.